So, Bill, I told you I'm not a big fireworks guy, but I was over at my friends earlier, and they've got little kids, so I figured I'd pick up some fireworks, you know, be the good, you know, fake uncle, whatever. And on the way out, I spent like 20 bucks, got some of the classics, you know, black cats and, you know, pop, all those things. And on the way out, the guy goes, thanks for coming. We'll see you next year. Don't pull a Pierre Paul. And I went, <laughs> and I was kind of, I was thinking, and then I'm like, wait a minute. He told me not to pull a Pierre Paul. First of all, does this guy know that I do sports radio? Because that's a pretty like unique reference. And second of yeah. all, I don't want to ask if it's too soon. What I want to ask is, do you think that guy has only heard the story? Or do you think he's actually seen the image of Pierre Paul's hand? Because, like, it's all fun and games to joke about until you look at that actual picture. That thing was mangled, bro. Yeah, I'm going to guess he's in the industry, so he's probably seen the hands. In fact, it may be even in the fireworks stand, like, handbook. <laughs> like, when they're teaching these guys, like, how to sell stuff, they might be like, by the way, if you turn to page five, attendance, you know, appendix B, if a customer has any questions, show them this picture because this is what can happen if you handle things the wrong way. It really should be on the back of the label, like the Surgeon General's warning, just a picture of Pierre Paul's claw. Yeah. Look, make sure you release it before you do this. All right, easy for us to say because we've got all of our digits. But then again, we've been on the radio, so we'll see what happens. Once we get out of here, uh, let's talk a little NFL because the quarterbacks, they are a change in the biggest offseason story. Aaron Rodgers is now a jet and I'm in Kansas City. And so I remember I was going on a couple of radio shows and everybody was asking me the same question as soon as Rodgers went to the Jets. And every time I answered the same way, I go, are you serious? And that question was, as a Chiefs fan, do the Jets worry you? What? No, no, they don't worry me. Now, to be fair, I've become a total jerk, like a Patriots fan from eight or nine years ago. I live in this bubble. I've got three different Patrick Mahomes jerseys, right? So, hey, I've got a dog named Kelsey. Like, I'm a complete and total honk mm -hmm. at this point. I also would say, though, that I, I think that generally I've been right about the Chiefs. They've won the division the last seven years in a row, and maybe some teams are a threat to them this upcoming season. If you would ask me, does Cincinnati scare you at all? Buffalo, head-to-head -head with Jacksonville. I'd still say the Chiefs are the better team, but I don't have the Jets in that, on that, in that conversation at all. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, they've put together a, a pretty decent squad, and they were feisty last year and kind of fun to watch, and maybe they were a quarterback away from, from really you know threatening teams in the playoffs, but are they going to take down the Bills in the AFC East? I don't think so. Are they going to be a threat to get past the one round of the playoffs? Maybe they win a game, but they wouldn't go any further than the conference semis. So, no, I, I think Rodgers will make that team better. I don't think it makes them a Super Bowl contender on any level. They're, to me, they're a nice little 10-7 and 7 team that maybe you're afraid, not, not afraid, maybe you're a little concerned to play them in the playoffs because it is Rodgers, and who knows if he can have one of those games. Although the last few years of his career, even when he was winning MVP, he handed the ball off a lot. It wasn't necessarily Rodgers going out there and winning the games for Green Bay. It was their defense was pretty solid. They had a pretty quality running game as well. Maybe the Jets try to do the same thing, but I don't think they can stay up with the Kansas Cities and Cincinnati's and Buffaloes 
on any given Sunday, as they like to say, sure, maybe. But long term, no, I would take any three of those teams above above the Jets right now. I'm definitely in for it. Like, I'm excited to see what Aaron Rodgers looks like, only because there's such a varying opinion from people, mostly out there in New York. Jets fans that think that he's the savior, that he's going to do what. I've heard people comparing it to Tom Brady when he went to the Bucs. Let's not get it twisted. Tom Brady went to the Bucs, put up top five stats, and won the Super Bowl his first year there. Yeah. And, and, and look, we've seen that happen now a couple of times where Peyton Manning went to the Broncos, and he set all kinds of records his first year. And the year after that, he won the Super Bowl. I just, I don't necessarily think that it's a foregone conclusion that the, that the Jets are getting the Aaron Rodgers, the MVP version Aaron Rodgers from two, three years ago, opposed to the last year Aaron Rodgers. There was pretty pedestrian to the point where Green Bay made him available. So the Jets are going to be a fun team to watch. Rodgers is certainly interesting. Are you sure, like, do we think it's just a two-horse race out there between Buffalo and the Jets? Do we think Miami could actually make some noise? See, I, I like Tua, and we'll see if Miami makes any more changes. I mean, you know, Dalvin Cook's been kind of connected to them because he, you know, is from Miami and, and, you know, grew up down there. That would be interesting. But Tua's one slip, one hit, one whatever could happen to him away from missing the remainder of the season. and. Who knows, maybe even his career, which is a scary thing to think about. I, mean, I don't wish that on anybody, but that's the reality that they're facing. That is the reality for them, is that he is one bad hit away from maybe never playing football again. And I think when you have that situation for your starting quarterback, I'm not sure I can trust you. And I, I mean, Mac Jones in New England, I, I mean, no. Bill Belichick will find a way to win seven games with them. Maybe he gets to eight. But they're not a threat. So, yeah, I think it's it's not 1A and 1B as far as the race goes. It's Buffalo, and then you go down a couple of pegs, and then the Jets. Because I think Buffalo probably goes 12-5, and 13-4. And, and like I said, I think the Jets are going to be a nice little 10-win team. The main drama for me, if it's a single Aaron Rodgers, and I know he's dating what the Milwaukee Bucks owner's daughter or whatever it is right now, if he breaks up with her – he better try to date Zach Wilson's mom because that will be amazing theater in New York. I'd be all in on that. Zach Wilson, the mother lover. Love that guy. That's Bill. <laughs> I'm the sports machine. It would be interesting to see what his dating life looks like once he gets out there. Talking about some quarterback changes that happened this offseason. Jimmy Garoppolo found his way to Las Vegas. He is now a Raider. To me, if that was a stock, it feels like a very sideways move from Derek Carr. Yeah, no doubt. And I think they even put it in the contract that if he can't pass his foot, uh, you know, he had surgery, I think, right after the season. They put it into his contract that if he is unable to pass his uh, his physical, that the contract is null and void. So he basically has no guaranteed money. I think if I was reading it properly, that they have the opportunity to get out from his contract if he's not healthy. Now, if they do that, what next for, for the Vegas Raiders at that point? Where do they turn to then? I mean, that's where everybody started the whispers of, well, they put that in there so that Tom Brady could come back and be with the – that's not going to happen. The owners would have to vote to agree to let Brady come back, and the owners aren't doing that, and I don't think Brady wants to come back either. So that's my question for the Raiders. You sign Garoppolo, it is kind of a sideways move, and the way you jettisoned Derek Carr out of town, you made his wife cry, for God's sakes. It's not a very nice thing to do. 
So what do they do if Garoppolo can't go? What's their next move beyond that? That's my concern about the Raiders. I don't think they have a plan B. I would even love their plan A with Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, when you play in a division like they do that has Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes, you're not going to – there's not a lot of easy games out there. I was telling you about how bad the Arizona Cardinals are going to be in the NFC. If you ask me to tell you who the worst team in the AFC is going to be, you might have talked me into the Raiders, right? They got a tough schedule. They got no quarterback. I don't think they like their own head coach. The last couple of years have been a total train wreck. I'm not sure that this is a team that could win any more than five or six games coming up this next season. Speaking of teams that are going to suck this year, the Bucks. what is their plan at quarterback? It can't really be, all right, Baker Mayfield, go out there and win us some football games, right? I mean, that's kind of what they're looking at, which is a terrible <laughs> idea if we've watched if we've watched Baker Mayfield at all. Uh, it's an awful idea. And their backup is Kyle Trask, which is another awful idea for Tampa Bay. So, yeah, this could be the worst team in the NFL. They may challenge Arizona for that. They still have really good receivers. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are still there. They're still really good. But you still need a guy that can get him the football I mean, do we trust Baker Mayfield on any level to be able to throw the ball to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin? I, I don't. I, I, yeah, no. this is a three or four win team. I think they win more like six or seven, maybe even eight. Okay. And it's not because of them. It's because of the division that they play in. I mean, I'm talking about the Raiders are going to struggle because they have to go against all these awesome quarterbacks. What quarterbacks are there in that division? I mean, I think you could argue that Derek Carr is the best quarterback in that division right now. What does that really tell us? Like, the Saints are the favorite to win that division. The long shot is the aforementioned Bucks. You could talk me into any of those teams. You could talk me into a Carolina ticket, rookie quarterback, number one overall pick. You could talk me into a Falcons ticket. The Falcons were a good bat. Were they a good bad team or were they a bad good team last year? I don't know, but they covered a lot for me, <laughs> so I didn't mind watching them play. As a matter of fact, I think I talked myself into playing the Bucs because they're the long shot to win the division. Look, man, that entire division sucks. Who knows who the best quarterback is? That's probably the most wide open. I'm not saying the best, but it's probably the most wide yeah. open division in football where you could convince me any of those teams win it. Well, definitely a very competitive, as you said. Not the best, but they'll be competitive with each other. I kind of like Atlanta's offense that they're putting together. Bijan Robinson is the real deal. At running back, they've got a lot of nice weapons there. Drake London at wide receiver. Of course, Kyle Pitts at tight end. The question is, Desmond Ritter. Do we trust Desmond Ritter? And if we don't, they've probably got one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL than Taylor Heineken. We've seen him be able to do that when he took over in Washington a couple times as the backup came in. He can win you a couple games that you're not supposed to win, and then he'll just be a meh quarterback for three or four weeks, and you'll go, oh, yeah. That's why you're not a starter in this league. You're a backup. Right, right. So it all depends on how well Desmond Ritter plays. But, again, I love Robinson, love Drake London, love Kyle Pitts at tight end. I think they've got the makings of a pretty good offense. And we're not even talking about Cord Cordell Patterson as well, that you know Swiss Army knife. They've got a lot of weapons. Is it enough to get by New Orleans, who's going to have more of a veteran team, Carolina, who's got the rookie quarterback, and Tampa? But Atlanta's going to be, like you said, you made a lot of money betting on Atlanta last year. They may be in that same boat again this year. Fantasy football legend Cordero Patterson. I love that. That's dude. right. Um, speaking of new quarterbacks, 
He's been around for a minute, but he's finally going to get a shot. What's a fair expectation for Jordan Love and, more importantly, for Green Bay? Because we talk about divisions, that there's a lot of parity. that You could convince me any team could win it. Honestly, Green Bay, they should convince themselves that they're going to win that division. We talked about the Lions earlier. They're bet MGM's favorite. We talked about the Bears and what they have with Justin Fields. The Vikings were... They were the biggest mirage in the history of the NFL last year for a team that won, what, 13 games? They got outscored, Bill. They got outscored by their opponents and somehow won 13, 14. I don't remember what their final record was a season ago. There's no way, there's no reason I should say that Green Bay, even with Jordan Love, doesn't think they can't win nine or 10 games and take that division. Yeah, it's weird because I honestly have zero expectations for Jordan Love. I'm not even sitting here thinking, uh, this is a guy that could win eight, nine, ten games. We we just haven't seen anything at all. Of even when he filled in for Rodgers, when Rodgers was hurt, it's just kind of like, okay. To me, he was just another backup quarterback that came in for a game or two. They've got a good running game. We know AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones are going to be able to run the ball because they've always been able to run the ball since you know Lombardi was there. That's what they've always done. So to me, if Jordan Love throws, I don't know. 28 to 30 touchdowns and only throws 10 to 12 picks do we go okay that's a pretty good year i i guess he can do this I, i'm not expecting him to be a superstar i don't think this is a a far to rogers type of thing i don't think we're gonna look at it and be like wow green bay hit it again on a quarterback i just don't know what to expect i have no read on this at all it's a terrible answer sean but i have no read on this at all it was a long answer. I'll give you that. There's no way that he turns into the third lineage. I mean, how has that ever happened? You think about Joe Montana and Steve so. Young. You think about Brett Favre turning into Aaron Rodgers. There's probably right? one or two others that don't come to mind where you get a surefire first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, no break to another first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. I can't think of a time, though, where there's been three which maybe Jordan no. Love ends up breaking the mold, but that's pretty high expectations, and that's not even what I'm saying. All I'm saying about Jordan Love is you don't play in the Chiefs division. You don't even play in the division that has the Bengals and the Browns and the Ravens. There's no reason that you can't be better than the Lions, the Vikings, and the Bears. Oh, my. Come on, man. Come on, Jordan Love. All right. We got an hour and change left. Don't go anywhere. That's Bill Rowland. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Plenty more baseball talk. The scores, they are a-changing. And let's talk a little bit more NBA because there's been a couple of moves that not a lot of people are talking about that I absolutely hate. You thought I was going to say love because we were talking Jordan Love. I hate him. I can't believe these guys got these deals. We'll talk NBA next. You're listening to the BetQL Network.